This is the Suicide King, Brad Cash, and right now you are watching Drinking at Mo's. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking at Mo's. Host Big Mo here. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment on YouTube, leave a review on the podcast platforms. It definitely helps out this show. Today I have with me Brad Cash. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, I, I can't complain. Had some craziness the last couple of days, but, you know, keep pushing on. <laughs> I feel that. But uh, first thing I'd like to start off with most of my guests with is what got you started as a fan? And then what got you started, you know, making the leap into the business? Oh, man. Um well, when I was a when I was a kid, like uh, some of my, un my uncles, like they watched wrestling. Uh, so like it was it was like always on, and like when I was a little kid, like there was always something on, like wrestling or boxing or football or whatever. So I watched it, so I was kind of a fan of everything. Um, but it really hit again when I was a teenager. That's when I really started like diving into like the fandom and you know buying the shirts and and everything mm. and uh uh man um i went to an indie show we had a local one in town and uh man and it was you know typical indie show it was in the basement of like some store and it at max capacity held like 50 people but i was sitting in front row and i was like man this shit's awesome <laughs> like, how, do, how do i do this and uh um you know uh i was a football player and uh, my football career kind of ended uh, on like a bad note. I, I tore my shoulder out, so I lost all my scholarships. Mm -hmm. And um, I kind of just started wrestling to kind of fill like a void. And then it just turned into a, a big thing. It, interesting enough, that seems to be how a lot of people get into wrestling. Like, I mean, you go as far back as, you know, some guys that are in the Hall of Fame now, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, JBL, guys like that started off in football and ended up getting into wrestling when things winded down there. Right. So, I mean, and, you know, the physicality of both, it kind of fits together in a way when you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um uh, I always thought of myself like when I played football because I was a defensive end and a lineman is kind of like a gimmick anyways. Mm. Uh, so wrestling is just like an extension of that, I think. You know, coincidentally, when I played, those were the positions I played too. I played uh, line on both offense and defense. I kind of preferred defense, you know, only real direction. Go for the guy with the ball. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. The simplicity of defensive line, you know, just get the guy with the ball. Yeah. Offense is it's like, Hey, you got to protect this guy and this guy and, and do this. And, you know, we got to fake this and defense is just like, I ah, just, just fight people. That's pretty much what our coach said. Oh yeah. And especially when you go back to, Oh, high school days, you know, sometimes you get, you know, irritated in one way or another. And there is no other way besides, well, I maybe think, you know, high school wrestling 
mm-hmm. would probably be the only other one where like you can literally let out that aggression and it's part of the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I played a uh, football and basketball and uh, unfortunately for my, uh, for my basketball, too much of the football carried over to basketball. So I, I, uh, I was ejected a lot. Uh, I was trying to be our school Dennis Rodman. <laughs> no, I, I, I can see how that could lead to some issues in the basketball games. <laughs> um, one thing I was, when doing my homework for the episode, a lot of deathmatch wrestling, which I mean, I'm a fan of. I mean, I've talked with guys like Tank, uh, Bull Bronson, uh, one of my personal favorites, Alex Cologne which I actually have some ring worn and signed kick pads of his downstairs that I'm going to get displayed, you know, have it in the background here eventually. But uh, one thing that I've always kind of liked is I like the like style of deathmatch wrestling, like with you and Alex Cologne, Bull Bronson stuff more so than like you see a lot of promotions out there that'll say you know they're having like a texas death match when it's real in all reality just a hardcore match you know regular old hardcore match uh what are some of your thoughts like like legit what i call legit death match versus you know the more just regular hardcore um I think it really just depends uh, or like the stipulation, like uh, a couple years ago, um, like we had, we had like a uh, death matches on one show. Like it was me against Raven Havoc and we mm. were using like light tubes and shit. But like, uh, then there was another match. It was a uh, uh, Cadillac Cowboy, Stephen Burns against Tristan Ramsey. And they were doing a Texas death match. And you see a lot of shows like throw that word in Texas death match. And you're like, ah, that's not very deathmatchy, but they made it made sense to where it was still like, oh man, this is good, even though it's not like blood and guts. Like they they did like the old Terry Funk with like the flaming uh, uh, branding iron and stuff like that. So I think if it's done right, uh, hardcore street fights, you know, uh, Texas deathmatch, bull rope matches, all that stuff can bring just as much violence as a death match, but they got to be done right. Oh, no, I can definitely agree. You know, you go back to, like, you brought up Terry Funk, you know, early days of him and, you know, the I quit matches and stuff that he had, like, good Lord, the guy could bring the violence and not have, like, all of the light tubes and everything. Right. So I very much so agree. If it's done right, you know, the te- air quotes Texas death match, and if it's bringing that intensity and done right, very much I like it just as much because I, I gravitate towards the in- people that bring out that intensity in their matches. Right. Um, another thing people often confuse with deathmatch wrestling like some of the detractors in a way um they 
they liken it to like sloppy backyard wrestling. What do you say so much about that sort of thing? Because I, for one, like when it's done in the style that a lot of the more, I guess, becoming more mainstream promotions do it, when it's done right, like you said, it can be pretty damn good. But mm-hmm. when it's done sloppily, I can see the comparisons to backyard wrestling. Uh, I it, It's weird. Uh, one, I can tell everybody, deathmatch wrestling is not sloppy backyard wrestling. Because as a teenager, I did sloppy backyard wrestling. And I wouldn't pay to watch that shit. But I'd pay to watch death matches now. Um, no. <laughs> but, um, um, I mean... You're gonna have like your sloppy death match. You're gonna have your sloppy matches of like every genre. Yeah. And of course, there's gonna be the people that are like, it's no different than like you see two high flyers go out there and let's say they botch a couple spots. And there's gonna be somebody that's like, oh, the, you know, that's that high flying stuff's bullshit. That ain't wrestling. Um, but if Trey Miguel goes out and does it, it's 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 fucking art, you know. Oh um, yeah. I think that's the thing. Uh my only thing with the death matches and um uh is i think now like we've all gotten kind of complacent of everybody literally doing the same match the whole card like mm. it's like white tube light tube light tube gusset 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 skewers and it's like it's and it'll be every match and um which while you know while the general public that enjoys death matches now they're like hey you know that's pretty cool um to make sure that we don't get typecasted again i wish guys would vary it up more like maybe this match uses like a bunch of light tubes and this match uses like gussets mm. or like there's a tournament then like your main match uses like all this shit that way that way we don't get pigeonholed again as being guys that can't work uh yeah. when, when most of us can oh yeah no there you actually look into a lot of the uh, well again air quotes death match wrestlers like you go and look into some of their a lot of other matches that aren't necessarily fully in the death match style they're like a good number of you guys can really go like like you like alex cologne like hell john wayne murdoch i've been in oh. talks with him but you know he got injured over there in japan so i'm letting him heal up a bit before i try to pursue that further but man guys like i mentioned like you and them like can really freaking go i appreciate that uh well uh well like guys like alex and them like i technical wise like they're i can't even touch them technical wise i like to think that i can tell a good story but like you watch guys now like um like akira or uh, MM3, or Eric Dillinger, or even uh, like Matt Raby, where I'm from, like he's he's kind of unknown to most places, but I mean, he can he can wrestle with anyone, and he can do death matches. Uh, I like the fact that there's more hybrids out there now than there was when I first started. Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely those hybrid wrestlers that can, like I said, they can do both, you know. And even tank even tank can get a headlock right every once in a while. <laughs> tank tank was a good conversation. I actually had <laughs> I actually had him on on the show before I 
took my little bit of a break, and that that was a fun one. Um, sure a lot of goddams and oh yeah, there was. Um, before I get into, well, there's some wacky match uh, names that I was wanting to go over. When doing my research, there was uh, some stuff with IWA Mid-South that popped up. And I mean, with all the controversy that's been going on around them, they like the people on the show, like you, like others that have been on the show, definitely put on solid shows so like you can't take away from the people on the card like i tried to tell people yeah the backstage bs for lack of a better way to put it don't want that detracting from you know everybody on the card that you know put on damn solid shows Mm -hmm. um what was some of your like I guess favorite memories from there because they're they they put on some solid like deathmatch tournaments and just regular old solid shows. Um, a lot of my favorite memories uh, barely even involved being in the ring there um, because the locker rooms were always filled with like really cool people and like uh, like you know. I was back there when you had like a like a younger MJF there mm. and uh and a you know slightly younger Trey Miguel and uh Jake Chris before he got signed uh to TNA or Impact, sorry. And uh, and a lot of those guys, uh Mance Warner, like when he was first getting like really noticed and uh man, it was just good times to hang out. And um uh I will say this, Ian never shorted me on money. Um, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not defending him because I know people he did short, but I just, you know, he never shorted me. So I don't jump on like the, you know, like, ah, he didn't pay people shit because he did pay me, but I know a lot of guys he didn't pay. Um, that being said, I, I probably will not be going back, uh, just because of, of everything. But, um, but it was, I mean, it was my first death match tournament was King of the Death 2016, you know, um, and I did 2017 too, uh, which I think he was just trying to kill me because he kept putting me in there with like Masada and, and uh, <laughs> Tremont and Cannonball and and Bryant Woods, like every every year it was always like, oh, this is the biggest name we're bringing in. Go out there and kill Brad. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah no i i can only imagine you know some of those guys that are like pretty synonymous with deathmatch tournaments and you know year after year getting put in with them it's like you want to prove that you know you can hang with them but then it's like she's like maybe maybe not like first round put me in there with them <laughs> yeah i mean for me like I was always like, man, this is so cool. This is so cool. And then my very first one, uh, Jeff Cannonball does a, uh, he, uh, they had this uh, light tube cross. And it was like, mm. looking at it, it was like 10 feet tall. Like, I don't know how tall it actually was, but it felt like it was like 10 feet tall. Uh, yeah. Hang on. There we go. Now you can see me. Um, but uh, 
he he does like a cannonball roll into it mm. uh, and i'm sitting behind it and uh he pulls me out and i hit him with a move and and uh, uh i pin him and then he looks at me and he goes jesus and i said what and he goes your fucking nose is gone oh. like, that doesn't make any sense and then uh bryant gives me something and he goes to pin me and he goes, Jesus. And I'm like, what? And he's like, your fucking nose is gone. And I'm like, why does everybody keep saying my nose is gone? And I get to the back and uh, Randy West was injured. So she was doing like all the medical stuff. And uh, everybody's like, get Brad's face, get Brad's face. And I go into like the little medical trailer we had with uh, her and Satu. We're, the, we're doing all the medical stuff. And she was like, oh my God. Just like Satu hold his nose back up on his face and I'm gonna glue it there. Oh no. And uh, apparently I had cut it like right through here. And Ooh. it was like it was just like pain. this whole part of my nose was like right here. Oh geez. Yeah. Was, oh wow. That's oh god damn. <laughs> <laughs> but like like I mentioned before I started talking about the IWA mid-cell, there are like doing my research, there are some wacky names for some of these matches <laughs> like i mean the first one i'm gonna bring up the first part of it is kind of self-explanatory i actually have a friend here that's uh, gonna be having one uh here a week from saturday no rope barbed wire but the southern <laughs> part of the name the japanese buckles I'm like, what the? Like, I kind of wanted to hear what the hell was that? <laughs> uh, that had to get explained to us too, because uh, we were we were very confused going into that. Like, um, so because that was a tag match, it was me and my wife uh, Sarah Dox against Sage Sin and John Wayne Murdoch, and uh, I wasn't sure what he meant. And my dumb ass was like, "Are the turnbuckles going to have like Japanese writing on it?" Cause I'm because I, I always go with whatever my first thought is and it's never yeah. the right one. Uh but it was he got like these like this these particle boards and made them look like the uh like you know in Japan like the turnbuckles they're like solid they're like rectangle yeah. instead of three separate pieces most of the time but they had like uh like gimmicks on them like one had gussets one had light tubes mm -hmm. and one or two had barbed wire on it so it was you had no rope barbed wire but then if you got slung into the corner it was going to hurt like hell too so. ah that explains it <laughs> yeah when i was doing my homework for it and looking up stuff i'm like what in the hell is that um another one that came up a scaffold mouse trap oh man um uh first of all fuck that match um because <laughs> when they when they brought the match up to me they said it was a uh, mousetrap match and i was like okay like that sucks but i'll do it and then i'm get there or i see the flyer before i get there and it says scaffold and mousetrap match and i was like well that's weird and yeah. uh um apparently it was a rib on me because uh, i'm afraid of heights mm. So they built this scaffold that went over the ring and the way to win was to throw your opponent off into the mouse traps. Oh, and um, uh, I'm 
terrified of heights. And what's funny is looking back at the footage, the scaffold was literally like maybe only six feet above the ring, maybe eight. But having to climb up it from the outside, I mean, I, I did not want to, I didn't want to be on it. Uh, if, if you find the footage, uh, there's a part of it where I'm on the scaffold and I'm on my hands and knees. And that is all legit. Like I am terrified of being on that scaffold. I don't want to be up there anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying my best to, to yeah. not, not be up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, that, that, fuck, fuck that match. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can only imagine. I mean, that match in and of itself sounds pretty terrifying, but especially like if, you're afraid of heights and like like you said it might have only been like six eight feet off the ground but i mean when you're afraid of heights six feet eight feet off the ground could feel like 20 30 feet up yeah that's what i told them too i was like well look guys i'm like six three so like my eyes are like you know over 12 feet off the ground at that point like (laughs) like that's that's a far drop from for my eyes yeah. But, uh, I hated that match so bad. Oh, oh uh, man. Jimmy Rave was there and uh I got to the back and he was like, Man, he was like, You did so good at acting like you were scared. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Thanks, man. And then the guy I wrestled was like, acting, that motherfucker about shit himself. <laughs> and uh and Jimmy brought that up every time I saw him after that. <laughs> Oh man, that's some crazy stuff. Another one that I wanted to bring up because I'm it's another one that I was curious to hear what this one was about. Horror movie death. Okay. Um that was uh that was something I kind of like came up with. Um it was me against one of my old tag partners, and he had never done a death match. So I thought if I kind of went with something that he enjoyed or could relate to. Like it would kind of ease him into it a little bit. Like he wouldn't be as nervous. Yeah. Um, man, I was not expecting what was going to happen that night. It was, it was a fun, it was a fun match. Uh, me and Danny only. And uh, like, they had like a box of like old horror VHSs uh, that a knife board. Um, there was a, there were meat hooks in the match and chains and rope and uh, I don't know we, we had a lot of just weird stuff in it like I think there was a Jason Max Jason mask with thumbtacks on it um but it being Danny's first death match I was uh I was trying to you know let him kind of shine up a little bit and uh uh I I picked up a kitchen knife and I was like all right what I want you to do is I was like my arm's already bleeding fight the knife out of my hand pick one up put it on my arm and just kind of work it in you know like let's give them a good show like like work it in you know and Danny goes okay and he grabs my arm and he picks up the kitchen knife and then he stabs me in my arm like legit just fucking full slasher psycho fucking stabs me in the arm and 
everybody in the back, like Tank and Insane Lane and the Rev, they're all watching this on the monitor. And my wife's back there. And my wife says the Rev just starts laughing because as soon as he stabs me, I get the most like pissed off look on my face. Like he was like, how the fuck does he get stabbed? And he just gets mad. Like, <laughs> like he's been selling all this other stuff and then he gets legit stabbed and he's like, motherfucker. And Danny was like, is that not what you wanted? I was like, why the fuck would I want my arm stabbed with a kitchen knife? <laughs> Outside of that, the match was fun. It was good. But that is the <laughs> horror movie death match. Mm. Well, well, kind of the last one that isn't <laughs> self-explanatory but I'm like okay I saw the name of it so I'm like I have to ask about this one Staple Dicks <laughs> oh man um that is a uh, that is a Randy West and and uh Joseph Schwartz uh invention <laughs> and it is it is exactly what it sounds like. You get a bag of these um, cut out like cardboard paper dicks that Randy West made and made them all different sizes. And, and you had like, like brown, red, blue, yellow, mm -hmm. green, white. You had all the dicks you could imagine. And then they had this like four foot dick and uh uh, the the whole thing is just whoever staples four dicks to their opponent first, like best of seven. Okay. And uh, that uh, that that is probably one of my favorite matches I think I've ever done. <laughs> oh man! So, uh, so, something about the staple dicks match, man. I don't know what it was. I was just really feeling myself. You know what? I don't. I don't know if it's just the name of it that's just like, okay, I don't <laughs> want to see this match now. <laughs> but uh, another one that, this one, I guess I kind of already know the, an explanation on what it all involves because everybody, <laughs> like a lot of wrestling fans, they know of the Taipei Deathmatch. I've got a friend that's been in two of them. Um, mm -hmm. My one thing is this one, I guess, kind of self-explanatory, the barefoot Taipei deathmatch. So, like, not only are you, like, the taped-up fist with broken glass on them, but you're walking around barefoot and possibly getting your feet all cut up, too. Yeah, uh, my so my wife um, Sarah Doc, she does a lot of the barefoot death matches, and uh, that's to me that's one of the grossest matches there is. I've watched uh, Colt Forty Five and Adam Bueller do one, and thought I was going to puke. They're good. It's just it, yeah, it weirds me out. But uh, she kept teasing me about doing one, so I was like, Oops. okay, well you Excuse don't me. like I gotta some okay. noise in the and we are back dog having the oh. okay maybe not i'm gonna have to edit some stuff all right i'm back dogs being 
weird, have to make sure they're not biting each other. But we were into the Taipei deathmatch, the barefoot Taipei deathmatch. Right. Uh, so uh, my wife was teasing me about being in one because uh, I, you know, I'm not a fan of the barefoot stuff of doing one. Yeah. Um, uh, but she hates broken glass. So I was like, all right, if I do one with you, then we got to make it uh, type A since you don't like that. Like, you got to meet me in the middle. And uh, uh, we did. And um, uh, so my wife is uh, very good at kicking the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, but man, I, to be 100% honest, it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, it still sucked like a lot but uh some of the stuff on it wasn't as bad as i thought uh everything hurt that night but uh but not not as bad as i as i was afraid of well that's good because i can definitely say that just from reading the name of it i'm like okay ouch (laughs) yeah yeah tank uh, was in the back when uh we were getting ready for it and uh I was uh, wrapping tape around my ankle and putting glass on my ankle, mm. essentially, and Tank was over there like, you're goddamn stupid. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I never passed up opportunity to do Tank's voice. So. <laughs> hey, uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, we have talked a little bit about the current wrestling product. Do you pay it close attention to anybody in particular like any of it in general because i know i've talked with some people that it's like they they're so busy with their own stuff and you know getting ready for their own shows that when they get a chance to watch something else not often is it wrestling right um I watch uh, some people. I I don't watch wrestling as much as I used to, but uh, uh, it's kind of like that. Like I just get real busy. But um, uh, there are people that I enjoy watching. Uh, uh, some of them I mentioned earlier, like Eric Dillinger and uh, MM3 and Akira. Mm. Um, see, uh, man, I know he's a heat magnet, and I know like I know. A lot of people don't like him, but if you take all all that away, man, some of Dirty Ron's matches are just really like, like, oh my God, I can't believe he just did that, you know. Um, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, you, you throw everything else out, like you know, like uh, you got that. Uh, Atticus is mm. fucking amazing, and I like Atticus's promos. Um, no. You know, Jake, uh, I really like watching Trey Miguel. Uh, I'll probably say Trey Miguel like 50 times on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I really like Trey. Um, I don't, and I'm not one of the people that's like, oh, fuck WWE or AEW. I don't have cable. So I don't, I only watch what I see on my, on like Facebook. Um, um, but, um I mean, there, and then uh, there's another guy, man, Brian Richards, uh, that, uh, has been coming down my way a little bit, man. He, he's young and he's new, uh, new, newer to wrestling. But man, he's just 
he's just really fucking good. Like I enjoy watching him. Oh yeah, and uh, you know you bring up uh, Trey Miguel. I actually ran into him at uh, Wrestling Revolver in Des Moines, like Tales from the Ring. I think it was. <coughs> Thing was tail end of September, I believe, and he was in there with uh, Myron Reed and uh, another guy for the the Rascals. I'm having a brain fart here, but uh, man, I like you. I'm I'm definitely a fan of, of not just him, but you know the entire Rascals team because I mean they have very similar. St- like styles that like they all fit very well together i just like it because i feel like when i watch that he's all of them really are very creative and Mm. find new ways to do find new ways to do like things that maybe have even been done before but they they find new ways to go into stuff and you're not watching the same match over and over again yeah, no, that is very true with those guys. I, I've definitely become a very big fan of theirs. Before I get into these last couple of categories, I like to ask each of my guests some stuff about, you know, what what is the day in the life like for you? Like outside of wrestling, like I know a lot of people that I've talked to in wrestling, they, they collecting like wrestling figures and stuff. Like they go and get the ones of people they've either been a fan of as a kid or like if people they've wrestled end up having one, you know, they collect those. Like what is the day in the life like for you? Um, man, that is a loaded question. Uh, (laughs) so I, uh, I've had a really, really strange life. I know everybody's got a story, but like mine is not that mine's like better or worse or whatever. Mine's really strange, but uh, uh, at least the last couple years have been a little more calm on the day-to-day aspect. Um, I get up, I go to work, I come home. I got three kids that are always either want me to watch something with them or go outside and sword fight or go outside and play ball or they're in one of like their preteen or teen moods where they're like oh my god I hate you like don't talk to me today I'm gonna go listen to Billie Eilish who took me like a year to realize that they weren't saying Billie eyelids so I just thought some girl was walking around with the name eyelids and um there's that taking care of the dogs uh all that but I mean I I you know I I like TV and I like um uh I do collect some stuff um I have an assortment of wrestling figures most of them are ones that I enjoyed when I was younger uh like I got like some Kevin Nash's or like some old school like Scott Hall's uh and uh like the four horsemen uh but I I just collect a lot of things I like like there's like Lord of the Rings stuff in there there's uh Our, our house is essentially just like a walking like fanboy closet like as soon as you walk in you're like oh man those are lightsabers on the wall oh man there's a <laughs> battle axe over there oh, man is that from ninja turtles like 
<laughs> we're just and uh uh you know i collect sports stuff oh yeah um, no. I, I i just like my things i guess they uh <laughs> you know it's my my little center of gravity i guess no nothing wrong with that i know like i have my assortment of stuff like i like collecting like autograph things from guests i have like i i was invited down to warrior wrestling when they were in uh, st louis i got a show show poster signed by every at least everybody that was on the poster and the vast majority of everybody else on the card um i mentioned uh wrestling revolver i got a show poster from there with some former guests and you know a bunch of the other people on the card uh wrestling figures i'm a big stone cold steve austin guy so i got my assortment of his stuff and i got a handful of actually like figures that i actually got signed by like hangman adam page keith lee uh jeff cobb that was that's one of my favorites actually that's pretty cool um but yeah no collecting stuff definitely get it especially ninja turtles growing up i've said it with a few different guests growing up professional wrestling and ninja turtles that was my stuff right there but uh now on to my categories that i like to round off the show with with everybody one bit of a name game i when doing my homework for the episode i go and find names of people that you've either teamed with or shared the ring with in one way or another and you give me your thought okay first one mickey knuckles i love mickey mickey is a uh mickey's a very interesting person uh <laughs> but uh it was uh we've only been in the ring together once but it was it was an honor to be in the ring with mickey Oh, yeah. No, she is definitely, there's one other female, well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of female that, you know, you could call equal opportunity ass kickers, but she is very much the living embodiment of that, I would like to say. Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, also, if Mickey hands you Kool-Aid before your match, don't drink it, because it'll be like 80% vodka. Uh, I told her I was thirsty, and she was like, oh, there's some Kool-Aid over there before our match, and I didn't realize that it was, like, the after-match party Kool-Aid for everybody, and I was really thirsty, and I drank three cups of it and was completely, like, trash for the match. So. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Next person on the list is actually the person that a friend of mine is going to be having a no-rope barbed wire death match with a week from Saturday here in Omaha, the Carver. Oh, man, the Carver's dope. The Carver is really good. And just from when I was first around him to seeing, like, how he's progressed just in that time period, uh, the Carver's awesome, uh, and I like the gimmick. So. Oh, yeah, I... I definitely love the gimmick. He comes around Omaha quite often, and he's 
in a feud that's going to be having the blow off to it in a no rope barbed wire death match against another good friend of mine. So I'm, I'm, I'm literally so excited for that one because my normal seat that I usually get for the show is like front row right at the entrance. So I'm like, I joked around like, dude, if it spills out to the ring and somebody like turns around too fast or something, I could get blood on me. I've had that happen before. Somebody got hit with a light tube and they got spun around. And before I knew it, I had blood on my shirt, on my phone. It was, it was funny. But uh, next one on the list, we kind of talked about him a little bit earlier. John Wayne Murdoch. Uh, John's really cool. Uh, he's uh, he's definitely one of the biggest, like, um, what's the word? I'm like, his presence is huge. Like, when John's, mm. when John's wrestling, uh, no matter what kind of match it is, because uh, uh, for the longest time, I'd only had, like, regular matches with John. We didn't have a death match until last year. Mm. Uh, as weird as that was, because we've been around each other for almost 10 years now uh yeah but um uh his presence he's got one of the biggest like everybody's gonna watch this match yeah type deals when he comes out so. i would definitely agree like i've <laughs> never had the pleasure of actually being there in person for one of his matches i'm crossing my fingers to have that happen here someday soon but the matches that I've seen of his, because I've watched plenty of them live on like fight TV and stuff. But yeah, I can very much agree with your assessment there. He, he has that presence that it's like, you definitely know you're in for some good stuff. Yeah. Um, next one, very synonymous with the GCW and some of their scramble matches, Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy, um, man, Jimmy is hard to read sometimes. Like, uh, we we wrestled one time and uh, and it was good. It was a good match. Um, man, he's just really hard to read when you talk to him. Uh, that's not really a good or bad thing. It's just, I mean, you know, we wrestled each other and that was it. So. No, nothing wrong with that. I mean, definitely, some people. Some people can be definitely hard to read. So, I mean, some people are just that way, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a different boy. So. <laughs> hey, they always say in GCW during his uh, entrances, you're fucking with a different boy. Yeah. <laughs> so next one on the list, we've talked about him a handful of times. You mentioned you love to do your impression of him. Tank. Oh damn! Uh, <laughs> um, I can honestly say, uh, even when we get heated at each other, because we do, we that's what happens when you're around somebody for so many years, and he's who I've had definitely the most death matches with. Uh, if it was not for Tank, I probably never would have got gotten the chance to do death matches. Mm. Uh, so I, I guess you can say without Tank, you don't have 
Brad Cash at this point at all. So, hmm. like, I because I probably would have uh, stopped wrestling a long time ago. Hmm. That, that's that's cool. Uh, next one kind of brought him up a little bit myself. Last person on the list, Bull Bronson. <laughs> Bull's my dude. Uh, that, <laughs> he was a fun that's all, that's all I can say, man. Bull, Bull's my dude. Uh, man, that big son of a bitch. Um, he, uh, uh, he's he's cool, but man, he's a fucking mountain when you're wrestling him. Um, <laughs> like you hit Bull, like you can hit him as hard as you can. You might knock him back, like an inch or two and then bull just like puts his body weight into you and you go flying backwards like i'm 300 pounds if you can knock me all over the place like you're 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 a machine <laughs> um and uh but that, that's my dude though like we 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 talk about like lord of the rings and and all kinds of shit we rarely ever actually talk about wrestling unless it's just something we're talking about doing or mm. whatever so but yeah bull's awesome Oh yeah. He, he was, a, he was a fun conversation. I was glad to have him on, you know, I always, and I, I was going to tell you later, I tell a lot of people like, especially Bull Bronson tank, um, a few others that I've had on welcome back. Anytime you're definitely on that list of people next. I have my little bit of a, a randomizer round i usually had called it a you know speed round but it never ended up going that quick so i changed up the name of it but <laughs> some questions might be wrestling related some might not be you answer how you see fit um first one one weapon that you would not want to be hit with in a match Oh man, uh, man, I, I normally have like an automatic like that one. Uh, I'm trying to oh, fucking Kenzans. Yeah, fuck those things. Like every time I see somebody take one of those, it takes like four people to pry them out of someone's head. Like fuck all that. I don't, don't want to uh-huh. do that shit. I already, I already hate it enough taking skewers and guess mm. it. Like I have a sensitive hairline. So <laughs> fuck no, them. no. I've, I've had some people tell me, like, I've talked with a handful of deathmatch wrestlers. I've had a few actually tell me one that they didn't like, and they hope they don't get it again. Toothpicks. Hmm. Because the, the way they described it was, like, you get hit with one of those and it gets lodged in and like let's say you try to take it out but you break off oh, yeah, the they, they break off yeah yeah you break yeah, off I, wrong piece and then it's like shit now you've got that lodged inside of you i've uh i haven't really used them or like like we had like one kind of little gimmick thing with them once but uh i did see dj hyde and john wayne murdoch use them one night and they got stuck all in john's like side Mm. And that's that shit was gross. <laughs> only imagine. Um, next question on the list: favorite drink, whether it be alcoholic or not. Um, so that's a two-parter. Uh, non-alcoholic is always mellow yellow. Anybody, 
ever sees me, they know my go-to drink of choice is Mellow Yellow. That's probably why I'm 300 pounds now. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's just always been like a comfort thing for me. So that, that's my go-to. Uh, alcoholic. Uh, oh, boy. Um, And there's a lot. Uh, I really like the, uh, like that Conor McGregor proper 12. Like, I don't give a fuck that it's Conor McGregor's. It just, it tastes really good. Um, mm. That, and I found a recipe online once called a Bruce Wayne. And it's like maple syrup and bourbon and frozen coffee. And I don't know what it is about that, but that is my shit. Huh. I might need to try that sometime. That actually oh, sounds. Man, you, you should definitely look it up. Uh, they're dangerous though, because because <laughs> you'll be like, man, this isn't doing shit, and then you'll next thing you know, you drink like six of them, and then. You're... No, yeah, no. There's, I consider myself more of a beer guy, but there are some mixed drinks that I've had, especially with a couple of these different types of tequila. It's like it's so smooth. You put that in some. Before you know it, you're having like, like four or five of them, and you're like, "Oh boy!" Oh, yeah, yeah. I I know the uh, I know the uh, the recipe. It's one tequila, two tequila, three tequila, four. Every yeah, time. no, every time. <laughs> uh, in, uh, Innocent Gun is a good beer too. If you've ever tried it, uh, hmm. it's a it's a Scottish beer, but um. They're they're hard to find around here, but man, they're they're really really good. They're really solid. I, I might need to, I might need to keep an eye out on that one. One of my personal favorites is actually a Kona Big Wave. Love that. I don't know if I've had that. That or the Kona Longboard. Either one of those. More so the Kona Big Wave, but love it. But uh, next one. I think I might already know the answer because judging from uh, one of the things we talked about with one of your first uh, first deathmatch tournaments, I'm like, hmm, that's probably going to be the answer to this question, but craziest in-match moment. Uh, man, surprisingly, it was not my nose getting cut off. Uh, <laughs> um, I, oh, man. Uh, let's see. Um yeah, the nose and then the the uh, uh i nearly did the same thing to my pinky against tj phillips uh one night yeah. um oh man uh i don't know because i have a lot of like meaningful moments that were pretty crazy uh but i think to just keep it funny i'm gonna go back to that the match with tj phillips we were at some like music and wrestling fest mm. and uh <laughs> they had a bunch of bands there and um uh I, there were a lot of us uh partaking uh in stuff but um somebody handed me like this like vape pen right mm. and uh um they were like here try this now i am I'm a genuinely smart person, generally smart person. That made me sound dumb. Um, <laughs> but I am really bad about when people are like, hey, here you go. And I'm like, oh, man, what's this? Let's try it. Um, <laughs> and I look at them and I said, what flavor is it? And they said dabs. And 
I didn't know what those were. <laughs> so I start hitting it and I'm like, this shit ain't working. I just keep hitting it over and over again. And then my friends saw me and they're like, Brad, no, stop. And uh, so I got really high. And <laughs> I go out and I do the match. And uh, there was a band called the Jasons that were there. And they're a punk mm. band that wear like Jason Voorhees mask. Mm. And um, uh, me and T, they walked TJ to the ring because they were friends with him. And TJ throws me out of the ring. And I'm so just like gone that I saw the Jasons and I panicked while I was outside and I curled up in a ball and started crying and said, please, please, Mr. Voorhees, leave me alone. <laughs> Until, and they, they were supposed to like kick me because they were like his managers. Mm. And, uh, and I'm just like, please, no, please, no. And one of them just kicks me right in the fucking stomach as hard as he can. And I'm just like, fuck you, white shoes, Jason. And I popped up ready to fight. And TJ was like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, oh my God, Jason Voorhees is out here. And six of them are trying to kill me, but I'm going to kick the shit out of that seventh one. <laughs> so, um, so that was uh, that was one of the weirdest moments I've had. I, I'll say that. Uh, there, there's too many, there's too many, um, high emotion moments or like like oh my god is he alive moments to narrow down but mm. that one sticks out as like one of my funnier ones I, yeah I, I, <laughs> why <laughs> next question show day must haves like whether it be you know stuff you get before you hit the road for a show or stuff you have to have at the show uh if it if it's on the road it's gummy bears Gummy bears or gummy worms. I don't know why. It's just, it's what I got to have. Uh, uh, Lane, uh, Insane Lane will tell you that before we travel together, he will stop and get a giant bag of them just for me. Uh, it might be to shut me up when we're on the road. Um, <laughs> but Because uh, I'm pretty content when I get them. Um, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely gummy bears. Um, if I'm... Uh, if I'm if I'm wrestling local or somewhere where like I have time to do stuff in the morning, uh, I gotta have eggs. Mm. So, eggs and gummy bears; those are my those are my go tos. Nothing wrong with that. But always <laughs> good when you're traveling to have that go to uh, road trip snack. So, nothing wrong with some gummy bears. And I mean, I was gonna say this when we were talking about the non-alcoholic drinks. You brought up. Uh, mellow yellow mm -hmm. that way with dr pepper same okay. day like <laughs> people people joke with me like i've been sent memes of you know only like cars and it'll say only getting the essentials and the entire back seat is filled with nothing but dr pepper <laughs> i'm like i know some guys like that i'm like yep that that fits me pretty well <laughs> Next, and actually last one, best advice for anybody getting into wrestling? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, it's weird because things are so much different now than they were when I first started. Um, I think the main thing is, like, ask yourself, like, what do you want out of it? Because mm. 
because for years like I was everybody always ends up acting like who they're around um especially when you're young and I was around a bunch of elitists for a while and they were all like oh you know if you're not in this to you know get to WWE you know or whatever then you know then fuck you get out or whatever or then you got the guys that are like you know I'm I'm a 30-year vet and I wrestle one time a year you know so but my thing is like what do you want out of it and be honest with yourself about it like do you need to get better to get where you want to go then get better do you are you complacent with where you're at then be complacent just make sure you don't downgrade you know or uh, regret yeah. I guess yeah no I can I can definitely understand that you know you want to be honest with yourself and you know when when it comes to you know however long you're going to be in the business you definitely want to keep progressing and getting better and not you know the opposite basically uh also guys need to um one thing is like guys need to learn to protect themselves like uh guys you know not just guys but everybody um uh and i don't just mean like in a fighting aspect like yeah you know learn to protect yourself in the ring from yourself even uh you know there's a lot of us uh i don't think people especially deathmatch wrestlers get into deathmatches because we're all fully mentally all there um so definitely like mental health is a thing to keep track of and i wish somebody would have said that to me when i first started yeah um you know there there's there's a lot and uh and like i'm not i'm not super big on like cancel culture because i think it's too like there's too many what ifs with it yeah um but like if someone does do something to you and i and i'm not just talking to like the the ladies here like you know i'm talking like everybody because i mean shit can happen to you i mean shit's happened to me and uh that you learn to defend yourself but also don't be afraid to go to one of your like one of your wrestling brothers or sisters and be like hey like this just happened you know i, I need your help yeah no definitely all good advice especially with you know protecting <laughs> you know you want to like you were just saying you know you need to know like mental health is definitely very important i've learned that very much so recently but you know if something's happening that's got you like in a bad mental state because of what somebody else did in a show or outside of the show you know, you got to be able to know when to be like, okay, no, or be like, like you said, go to somebody you trust at the show and be like, hey, this is going on. I need help figuring out what to do. Yeah. But yeah. And I mean, like, like shit oh. happened to me when I was younger, like in the business and, uh, and I was so like afraid to tell anybody because I was just like. And they're just gonna be like, you know, suck it up, stop being a little bitch, you know. Or yeah. And I said something. So, but no, you know, at least the next person, you know, can learn from learn from my mistakes, I guess. Yeah. No, there's definitely <laughs> things everybody can learn from different 
stuff. But uh, that is about all I have for tonight. I want to one thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And where can people find you? So get their eyes on you, check out some matches and that sort. Uh, well, upcoming, um, I know that they're supposed to be announcing the how it will be viewed, but I have uh, the CZW Tournament of Death coming up. Mm, yes. Uh, I've been trying my best not to get tunnel vision, you know, for that and still do all my other stuff. But, you know, that's a, that's a big one for me. That, yes. Uh, and uh, I'm very thankful they reached out. Uh, so you got that. Um, YouTube, like there's all kinds of shit of me on YouTube. So, some of it's uh, old stuff that's not very good. Um, <laughs> uh but um uh, i know i have matches on iwtv uh if anarchy still has footage on fight i know there's a lot of footage of me on that um but i mean mainly like you know just check my facebook see what shows i got coming up if i'm local i'm uh, uh i'm not that big of a dickhead so like if people want to come up and say hi to me or whatever uh, if you come with gummy bears or a mellow yellow Mm. Uh, I will be your best friend that night. Uh, <laughs> That'll be the way to win you over, huh? <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, like I said, that's <laughs> all I have for tonight. Again, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I'll have some of the info for those shows up in the description when I get it posted so people can go check it out. All right. Thank you for having me.